the greatest of all time. Good morning to uh, my church family. We are here this morning again to share with you a few truths from the word. I hope that your week has been pretty good considering all the all the stuff that is going around with the coronavirus and all the updates and all the bad news, good news. Just trust that uh, you have had a pretty blessed week in spite of all of what's going on. But I want to share with you this morning from the Word of God from Psalms 121, beginning with verses 1 through 8. And uh, I trust that as we get through this, that it will be a blessing to you. I know it's been a blessing to me as we've been going through this this up and down with this coronavirus stuff and it's been a real blessing. So we are just pray that it might be a blessing to you as well. Romans 121 says, I will lift up my eyes unto the hills from which cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved he who keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he who keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper, the Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out, now coming in from this time forth, and even forevermore. We want to look at this in light of God's word, title it, look to the Lord, look to the Lord. There are times in our lives when we face an uncertain future. Perhaps you have graduated from college and don't have a job, or you have been laid off from work, or you have received a terrible diagnosis from your doctor, or you have been in an accident has, that has caused injuries to yourself or others. You, are, you have aging parents whose health is failing with virtually no saving or retirement. Or you have children who are making destructive choices. Or you face a worldwide pandemic that we are told will get worse before it get better. In times like these, how do you deal with the uncertainties, uncertainties of life? From where does your help come? The good news for us is that there is an answer to that question. We are not the first people to wrestle with the uncertainties of life. Psalm 121 is one of 15 Psalms known as a song of accent. In fact, Psalms 120 to Psalms 134 is known as the Psalms or song of accents, sung by Hebrew pilgrims on their way to Jerusalem, or possibly while ascending Mount Zion or the steps of the temple. Most likely, these psalms were sung by pilgrims as they traveled to Jerusalem for, for, the, for the three annual feast. This was their playlist of songs that they would sing together as they traveled the dangerous road to Jerusalem. These songs reminded them of our great God. Psalms 121 verses 1 to 8 tell us four areas how God helped his, his people. Number one, God assures us he is our helper. Number two, God assures us he is our protector. Number three, God assures us of his comfort. And number four, God assures us he is our present and future in his hand. 
Number one, God assures us he is our helper. Psalm verses, Psalm 121 verses 1 and 2. The city of Jerusalem was located on a hill. And the temple, which at that time is where God uniquely met with his covenant peoples, was located on the highest point on Mount Zion. As the people traveled to Jerusalem, they could see the city way off in the distance with the temple rising up above it all. So they sang. If I could sing a little bit, I might try to sing it. But since, since I can't sing it, we're just going to quote it. I lift up my eyes to the hills from where does my help come? And the beautiful response was, my help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. This response affirms that God is the creator of heaven and earth. He has created every galaxy, every planet, every star, and even earth itself. He created the hills and the valleys. He created the animals, the birds, the fish, and the humans. He created every molecule and atom, and even every virus. That is nothing that God did not create. But however, notice the first part of that verse. It says, I will lift up my eyes into the hill. I will lift up. You got to make a decision of whether you're going to look to the Lord. You might try to look somewhere else for your help. But I want you to know the psalmist says that in looking to the hills, not necessarily looking to Mount Zion, but who were behind Mount Zion, and that was the Lord God himself. So you have to make a decision that I will lift up my eyes. You have to determine that for yourself. So the first thing you got to do is determine who you're going to look to for your help. The point of this affirmation is that God assures us of his help. As we travel through life, as we encounter trials and terrors, as we face an uncertain future, we can say with great and certain confidence, my help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. God assures us who are his blood bought children of his help. And God helps us because he loves us. I love what the Bible says in Romans chapter 8 verses 31 to 32. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also with him graciously give us all things? And the Bible concludes in Romans chapter 8, verse 37 through 39. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor death, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. God assures us of his help. Secondly, God assures us he is our protector. The road to Jerusalem was not a superhighway. It was no autobahn. The road was rugged and treacherous. One could easily slip and fall or twist an ankle and be in great pain as the pilgrims traveled to Jerusalem. Their song now switched from the first person to the second person. That is, they were singing to one another, encouraging one another with these words. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. Verses three and four. 
God is always vigilant. The word vigilant means to keep, keep watch, stay awake. God does not sleep. He never takes a cap nap. He doesn't go, he doesn't get so busy watching over his entire creation that his eyelids get heavy. Someone asked the, the Greek general Alexander the Great how he could sleep so soundly when he was surrounded by so much personal danger. He replied that Prometheus, his faithful God, was watching. My dear brothers and sisters, God is watching over you because he will, he will neither slumber nor sleep. You may sleep peacefully. But if the truth be told, we often lie awake at night or we wake up long before our alarm goes off fretting about our uncertain future. That remind you that God is already watching out for us. You don't have to sleep so that you can go to sleep. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. So God assures us of his help and protection. Thirdly, God assures us of his comfort. The travelers encourage one another with these words. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade upon your right hand. The sun should not strike you by day nor the moon by night. The sun in Israel were brutally hot in the daytime. The moon's light was thought by some in ancient time to call a, a disordered mind. The Latin word for moon is lunar, from which we get the English word lunatic. What the psalmist was saying is that nothing either of the day or night can harm us if God is keeping God. God is our covering against every calamity. He is our shade against the visible perils of the day as well as the hidden perils of the night. We frequently face perils. You see there are visible perils and there are hidden perils. Visible perils are those that we can see or anticipate, such as decreasing or no income or age-related health issues and so on. Hidden perils are those that we cannot see or anticipate, such as COVID-19. In all these perils, God assures us of his comfort. Let us remind ourselves of this, of the psalmist's word. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. So the sun, the sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. So God assures us of his help, his protection, his comfort. And fourthly, God assures us he has our present and future in his hand. The pilgrims traveling to Jerusalem encourage one another of God's ever-widening promises. Not only will God protect them on their journey from stumbling, he will protect them in the whole of their existence. They sang to one another, the Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep you, keep your going out and coming in from this time forth and evermore. The Hebrew word for keep, keeps or keeper occurs six times in this psalm. Listen to the following phrases. He who keeps you will not slumber, verse, verse 3b. He who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep, verse 4. The Lord is your keeper, verse 5. The Lord will keep you from all evil, verse 7. He will keep your life, 7b. The Lord will keep you, keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and evermore. If you notice, all of it is about keep. 
The Lord got us. He got you. He got you right now. He got you tomorrow. I like the way the doxology and uh, uh, Jude chapter verse 24 put it this way. The doxology at the end of Jude's letter catches the climax of Psalms 121 when he writes, Now unto him who is able to keep you from stumbling and present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, authority before all the time and now and forever. Amen. Jude is not saying that believers will not fall into trouble or difficulty. Indeed, we often do fall. What he is saying, however, is that in spite of our stumbling in this fallen world, for those of us who know Jesus savingly, we can assure that we will be brought safely to glory. God assures us of his help, of his protection, of his comfort, and he has our present and future in his hand. The point of Psalms 121 is not that Christians would not have problems as we travel through life, but rather that God would help us as we go through, as we go through them. Eugene Patterson wrote a book on the Psalms, Songs of Accent, and he called a long obedience in the same direction. As we face an uncertain future, what should we as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ think? Peterson writes, the Christian life is not a quiet escape to a garden where we can walk and talk uninterruptedly with our Lord, nor a fantasy trip to a heavenly city where we can compare blue ribbons and gold medals with others who have made it to the winner's circle. The Christian life is going to God, and in going to God, Christians travel the same ground that everyone else walks on. Breathe the same air, drink the same water, shop in the same stores, read the same newspaper, are citizens under the same government, pay the same prices for groceries and gasoline, fear the same dangers, are subject to the same pressures, get the same distress, are buried in the same ground. The difference is that each step we walk, each breath we breathe, we know that we are preserved by God. We know we are accompanied by God. We know we are ruled by God. And therefore, no matter what doubts we endure or what accidents we experience, the Lord will preserve us from evil. He will keep our life. So my dear brothers and sisters, let's put on our hope in God in these troubled times. He got you in his hand now and tomorrow. Amen. Maybe somebody may be listening and you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. You may be going through some rough times right now. I want you to know that Jesus Christ died for our sins, past, present, and future sins on him on the cross. You might say, my life is too messed up for Jesus to reach down and get me. No matter how your life is messed up, you can be, uh, as they said, toe up from the floor up. I want you to know that Jesus can change your life. If you come to Christ, you're going to change your life. Now, that don't mean because you come to Christ that everything might get better. In fact, it might get worse. But here's the thing that, that he promised that he will always be with you no matter what. And he will give you guidance how to work through those situations in your life. But the first move is you got to be willing to submit to him, be willing to give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. And because we are where we are, maybe some of you uh, says, how can I do that? Well, you simply make in your mind that I'm a sinner because Jesus paid for your sins. He died for your sins over 2,000 years ago. He rose from the grave 
declaring to the world our power in heaven and earth is in his hands. So he had the power to save you. All you got to do is be willing to make the choice, the decision to receive Christ as your Lord and Savior. If you're out there, right where you are in your home, wherever you are, you can do that right where you are. Simple sinner's prayer, we call it, is that Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. I know I'm messed up and I want to change my life. And today, I want to give my life to you. When you come into my life, be my Savior and Lord. Now, you're not saved because of that prayer. You're saved if you mean it and you're telling God that's what, that's what you want. And we would love to hear from you. If you made that decision to give your life to the Lord or to rededicate, we'd love to hear you. Call the church number, 870-762-2732 and leave a, a message on the answer machine. No one will be there when you call, but we would love to hear from you. Leave your phone number and leave your name and we will most certainly get back to you. May God bless you. May God keep you and have a good afternoon.